Craft Beer friends, and welcome to another episode of Tap to Craft Podcast. I am Denny Luce, coming to you from Boise, Idaho, and my partner in craft, head brewer and owner of Trek Brewing in Columbus, Ohio, is John Ream. And John, how are you doing tonight, and what is in your glass? I'm doing great. Uh, actually, so I mentioned uh, a couple episodes ago, or maybe three, <laughs> I don't know, a while back, um, that uh, I had a new nephew. Mm. And uh, today I actually got to meet him, so I got oh, to nice. uh, meet my my nephew Lucas and, and hold him. And so he's uh, he was uh, born super early, as I mentioned before. Yeah, he's uh, he's home now, and uh, he's like a real baby. Not, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's not in a bubble, or <laughs> yeah, they, they don't they don't keep him in glass anymore. Yeah. So um, no, he's he's doing really really well. Um, and uh it's doing awesome so i was i was really excited about that sweet um but yeah so the last episode uh you went off script went non <laughs> went non-beer yes i did and uh i'm going non-beer oh awesome so i have uh some bullet bourbon Ooh. I'm doing, doing a little nightcap here on uh our second recording of the night nice so um yeah and uh i've actually found that uh, nice little nightcap for me is uh, throwing a little bourbon into my uh, Great Pumpkin Beer Festival <laughs> mini snifters. <laughs> yes, those are perfect. Uh, it's like the perfect little amount, you know, getting some good use out of them. <laughs> so uh, if anybody has those lying around and wants just a nice little touch of bourbon before bed, it's a nice, perfect little uh, little glass for it. The- they so. they are perfect, and we use them for the same thing, John. So you're not alone. We have the same, you know, they're perfect little snifters that you can get a nice little nightcap. So good job, good job. Well, hey, this is the we're marking the first episode that we have gone to hard liquor uh, as our drink of the night. So don't get too uh, looped. On, yeah, uh, it might be the first time I've not had beer. Yeah. Because I, I think you've done cider a couple times at yeah. least. Yeah, I've done um, yeah, I've done cider at least twice. But I think this is the first time I've done anything other than beer. So okay. we'd have to go to the tape. Yeah, yeah. Go back and listen to 104 episodes. Not, not gonna. <laughs> so how about you? I well, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna carry you with the beer this episode. I oh, am good. actually yeah. I, I'm drinking a beer. I went cider last episode. But the, this time I'm drinking beer. I'm drinking one of my all-time favorite beers. Now, this beer has won many gold medals in many different awards over, you know, uh, festivals over the years. That doesn't matter. What matters is that I love this beer, whether it is a five-cap rating now or if it was a cap five-cap rating back, you know, six years ago. But this is this holds a special place in my heart. I've had it a few times on the show. It is Grand Teton's Bitch Creek American Brown Ale, and uh, I I mentioned that it's been hard to find this beer. They don't 
provide us beer as much as as easily as they had in the past. And we went to co-op today. I went and and was looking for new beers. And when I saw they had, they literally had one six pack, one one partial six pack and one full six pack of this beer on their shelves. I grabbed the full six pack and put it in my cart because that's what I do. When I see this beer on the shelves, I always grab a six pack, put it in my cart, plus my other beers, and I bring it home. And I'm drinking this tonight because I love this beer. American Brown Ale, you know, has a bitterness to the the back up end of it, but it's got a great malt character too. And uh, yeah, cheers, cheers to uh, Grand Teton's Bitch Creek. What do you think of that? I like it. It's throwback. Yeah. Throwback. Yeah, I, I love this beer. Okay, in case we have any new listeners to the show, this is not going to be our typical Tap to Craft episode, but in general, Tap to Craft podcast is an educational podcast focused around celebrating all things craft beer because we want to help all of our great listeners along in their craft beer journey. But as I mentioned, this is not our typical show because right now, as you're listening to this, I am flying back from Israel. I have a two-week trip out to Israel, and there's no way for me to record while I'm uh, overseas. So John and I are recording this episode the same night we recorded the last episode. So it's going to be a little bit shorter show, not our typical thing. We're going we're gonna to leave out a lot of segments because basically we've, we don't have any new content to put in, but we will have a Brew Buzz segment. And you're listening to this show. This is episode 106. We're, and again, we're recording on Sunday, July 29th, 2018. And we are going to discuss an article by craftbeer.com, the Brewers Association's uh, website. It's the uh, basically talking about eight Rattler-style beers that are worth you drinking during the warm summer months. This was a, a pretty easy article to select because, for one thing, Right now in Idaho, it is really, really hot. And what's what you what you want to drink is things that that make you feel like it's not as hot out there and easy drinking. And I'll tell you what, Rattlers are really easy to drink, low alcohol. And uh, why not go ahead and, and you know tell you guys about some of these great beers uh, to drink? So that's what we're going to talk about. Of course. You know, John and I, we can't help but to get sidetracked with some different beer banter along the way. So you can count on that, too, I'm sure. But, uh, John, I know that basically there really is no update for Trek since our last recording. But is there an update for Trek? Yes, actually, there is. Oh. Um, so I mentioned that uh, we got our valve. We got it installed. Mm -hmm. and we're about to have electricity uh, hooked up to it. Um, so here's the great news. Okay. Well, actually, it's not so great. <laughs> nothing worked. Oh, absolutely nothing worked when we tried to start it up. Um, and that's the bad news. So we had to just completely go back to the drawing board, get a whole bunch of contractors in, try to fix stuff. We're way behind. Um, so that that's the bad news. Okay. Here's the here's the medium news. We only had a couple things to fix when we turned everything on. <laughs> So we were able to knock it out within the week, get get things squared away, um, and uh, you know we're well on our way to brewing. Okay. Here's the best news. Oh, everything worked. I mean, we tried to turn it on, and absolutely everything was perfect. So we got everything cleaned up. We started brewing. 
and you know, just life is great. Awesome. So at some point over these last two weeks, we've probably put out an update that one of these three things will be true. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you'll know, and then I'll talk about it more, uh, in the next episode. Okay. Hey, we'll take it. We'll take what we can get. That's our update for Trek Brewing. Hey, regardless, go visit Trek Brewing because he's going to have some awesome beers on tap. Cream ale, a pale ale, most likely, a red ale, maybe. You got the red ale going? Brown ale? You got it? What are you doing? I've got the red ale fermenting. Okay. Uh, I don't have any brown ale going right now. Um, but uh, yeah, right now I've got cream ale, red ale, uh, the vanilla stout, yes. IPA, and a new beer Ooh. that we haven't had on before, um, which is a Saison, which by the time this is airing, we'll have been on. Oh. So. Is this your first dabble in a Saison? Uh, as in like the first time I've ever brewed one? Yeah. No. Oh, okay. Um, I did this recipe uh, working it up ahead of time, and I was really happy. I actually hit what I wanted the first time out, which Uh-oh. was awesome. Yeah, that's good, but scary. So, so. <laughs> uh, scary. <laughs> because you might not be able to re- reproduce it. Of course I can. <laughs> I'm amazing. That's true. No, it's, it's tasting really good. Um, and uh, so that, that actually, I think I should have mentioned in the last episode, that's one of the two beers that should be on this week if everything goes to, to plan. Mm. So we'll have a new beer release. Well, we, we had a new beer release. By the time this airs. All right. Yeah. Hopefully so. everyone gets out there and tries it. Visit Trek. Fantastic space. Good beer. Good people. Good service. Go out to Trek Brewing and have some beer for sure. All right. Well, John, I don't think you had any beer-related activities since our last recording. Nope. Nope. Yeah. I didn't either. I just want to once again reiterate that if you have any inclination of listening to our old episodes, I recommend that you guys go out there and download anything, you know, 50, you know, greater than 50 episodes from 106 that you're listening to now because it's really a real possibility that we will only have 50 episodes on our feed real shortly. So just go out there download them. Um, if, if by chance the feed is only 50 and you still want to listen to old stuff, you can find the, the feeds or the shows on openformradio.com. You have to download them to your computer or to your phone and listen to them that way. But we have all 106 episodes on openformradio.com slash tap the craft. Uh, and you can find all of our links to our shows. It's going to be hard to find individual shows, but, but you can find them. Um, again, I mentioned before, we're hoping to switch to a new provider that will be able to handle the amount of, uh, uh, people downloading our show. I mean, it's great. It's good. It's great to be popular, but it's really hard on web servers when, uh, we're crashing it all the time. So that's it. Okay, John. Um, because we are recording right after our last show, we don't really have any feedback from anyone, but Hey, we have great listeners and because we want to hear from you, if you have any comments or questions or, uh, or, or you want to tell us about your craft beer journey, you can do that very easily. 
You can reach us with your comments and questions through email at taptocraft.gmail.com or on Twitter. Just follow us at taptocraft and post to us on there. And, of course, on Facebook, facebook.com slash taptocraft. You can leave your own post. You can tag us in it. Uh, hey, we want to hear back from you. We love hearing from our listeners and responding back to your comments and questions and, and uh, beers. Uh, and, of course, don't forget, we do have a voicemail line. You can call 208-536-3359 or 208-53-ODDLY. Very easy to remember, 208-53-ODDLY. Leave your feedback. You get your voice heard on the air like Robert did a few episodes ago. All right, John, how about some new and noteworthy beers that you'd like to discuss? All right, so a couple episodes ago, I mentioned we were doing kind of a as part of our craft beer journey when we were running out of beer. Um, we started at the beginning with Listerman and then we were going to add in some West Coast stuff. And I mentioned I was going to have a Stone IPA, but I hadn't said which one yet. And you were nervous about it. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, so we ended up bringing in uh, Stone's Fear Movies Lions. Wow, what is that? A, uh, it's a double IPA uh, featuring Mosaic and Laurel hops. And this is one of the best smelling IPAs that I've ever come across. <laughs> like it, the aroma just jumps out of the glass. It's a nice big tropical, like juicy fruit type thing just jumping out at you. The beer didn't disappoint. Oh. Um, uh, so it was really nice. So I would say, Danny, mm-hmm. if you can find this, go pick it up and maybe it will, you know, if not, Make you reverse your opinion and at least, you know, slow down your role on stone. Okay. Okay. So, so I go ahead. Oh, so what does the name what, what is it signifying? Fear movies lions. Is does it tell you? I think it is some kind of collaboration, something. I looked it up at one point and I can't remember. Okay. Um this is, I'm very well prepared for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, it, it, it was something with something for something. Okay. I mean, I can't be more descriptive than that. If you can't accept that answer and I don't know what to tell you. I accept it. All right. It It's, uh, but you know what I accept for the most part is that you said that this is actually a good beer and not just something they phoned in and, and was, was basing off their name. So if you say this is good, then I will definitely try it. All right. Hopefully, it's still out there and fresh and good for you. Yeah, hopefully, I have it in Israel because that's where I'll be you know, next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those will be the best taken care of kegs, I'm sure. Yeah, they might have it on draft from their uh, their German might, brewery. Yeah, it might come from Belgium. Yeah. Or from uh, Berlin. Berlin, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And then uh, I got one more, actually. Yeah. So, I actually have more than one, which I think might be a, a new record over the last two, three months. I don't know. Um, this is a new uh, pale ale. Mm. So we do a lot of IPA talk, a lot of hazy IPA talk, yeah. double IPA talk, just random IPA talk. So I went for it with a pale ale uh, from Pabst. Wow. Is it good? Uh, it's not a pale ale. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's not a pale ale? What is it then? <laughs> uh, it came across to me more like an amber, and it was my first beer that I had. Um when I had it. So it's not like I had an IPA and then yeah, went to it and it didn't yeah. taste like much. Like, um, 
but uh, I, I've mentioned on the show before, I, I, I think that my dad always had PBR available because he knew he could put it in the fridge and no one would touch it. <laughs> so he would have beer whenever he needed it. Um, so he picked up this past APA and had it in the fridge. And I was like, well, I'm going to steal one. So I'm going to try it out, see what it's about. And uh, I mean, it wasn't bad, but it, it was not a bad beer. I'll put, I'll put that out there. But it was not a pale ale or what I would expect from a pale ale. Um, the, the hops just weren't there. Um, it was just a, a bit more malt focused than it should have been. Okay. Um, but it was drinkable and, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't shy away from it if somebody had it available and like, you know, going to our last poll, like if, if this was an option at the, at the convenience store, you know, and there was no craft, I, I'd go for this. So, okay. um, so yeah, that, that's my my experience with the the Pabst APA. Okay, so yeah, it's drinkable, amber. Yeah, I wouldn't expect a pale ale. Okay, just okay. but yeah. So how about you? I'm sure you are all Pabst on your list. Uh, I don't have Pabst, but I do have some questionable beers on my list. So it was oh. good that you had the uh, the Pabst on there because I'm going to follow suit with some questionable options but first let me get with the really really noteworthy beers that i had and one of them was from brewery omegang it was their their nomegang belgian strong golden ale and this was a gift from our friends kevin and amanda in pittsburgh uh i'll tell you what i you know what i'm i don't think i've ever been unsatisfied with a beer from omegang uh they do some fantastic beer and I'll tell you what, I really enjoyed this Belgian Golden Strong Ale. Uh, it had a really well-balanced amount of coriander character to it. It didn't overwhelm. It had just enough to give you that that nice Belgian-y character, but not where it was you know too strong. This beer was 9.5% alcohol, and there is no way that you would have ever guessed that this was 9.5% alcohol. It wasn't sweet. It wasn't boozy. Very smooth. Very easy drinking. It, I mean, literally, it went down pretty fast. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I gave it a four and a half cap rating. You know, my heart really lives with the Belgian Dark Strong Ale, but I also have a very strong uh, like for the Golden Strong Ale also. I like both styles. They're both completely opposite in character, you know, styles too, from Belgian styles. Uh, and I appreciate that. I appreciate what each can give us. And, uh, yeah, that was really good. Have you had that one, John? Do you remember if you've had that? No, I, I have not. My, my Brianna gang is very limited. Okay. What I've had. So they, do, do they distribute in Ohio? I believe they do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, if I, I'll tell you what, I, I'm never, I, I don't think I've, I mean, they have the, the Three Philosophers is a highly, that's Brewery Omegang, right? Is Three Philosophers? Am I right yeah. about that? I think so. Yes, or a bunch of people are yelling at us right now. Yeah, that. they could be yelling at us because this is second show uh, and I'm still drinking after drinking all day and I'm, I am in like a 95 degree office right now. Uh, yeah, sweating and, I'm, my and I'm in the liquor, so who knows? And John's in liquor, but... Uh, the Three Philosophers is like a highly rated 
a beer and I loved it. And I mean, it was really good. And everything I've had from them has been really good. And this beer is is no is no joke. It's a really good beer. So so go grab it. Another really good beer. And I've I have only had a couple of uh, Hopping Frogs beers. This is their barrel aged Boris Royale. And this is a whiskey barrel aged oat what bodacious oatmeal Russian Imperial Stout. Is that what that Boris stands for? Did I get that right? Bodacious. Yeah, bodacious oatmeal. Oatmeal Russian Imperial Stout. I believe that's right. Yeah. Um, fantastic. Uh, you know, I I don't like barrel-aged, spirited barrel-aged beers that are too much of the spirit. This one has a very strong whiskey barrel aroma, but when it comes to the actually drinking it, it's got a nice character up front, but it it fades out really quick, and you don't get overwhelmed by the barrel character. Fantastic beer. Really good. Russian Imperial Stout. I love these beers. I wish I could get them in Ohio. I wish you could get them in Columbus, but you can't even get them down there, right? You got to kind of pretty much. No, I can. They're just, they're, they've got a really high price point. So oh, it, high it's price got to be something that I decide, all right, I'm going forward this time. Oh, okay. So, um, and that's one of the reasons we haven't had them on at the brewery as well, just because we try to keep our prices reasonable and yeah. I'd have to charge a lot. To really? Bring in a so, so can you, are you able to like, if you were to have a Boris stout on tap, what would you have to charge for a 10 ounce pour? Uh, to, to, you know, make, I'm not sure. I can't remember what they're at, but it's, substantial over a lot of other places so is it is it six dollars seven dollars I'd, I'd probably be in the six to seven range oh, wow. for 10 ounce wow yeah. yeah that's high wow okay well you know what this was uh provided another beer that was provided me from kevin and amanda so thank you kevin and amanda for spinning the the bank on me i really appreciate it it's a great beer i really enjoyed it uh really good all right so those are the two beers i wanted to say that were like top notch High quality, I you know, you have to go and try. Now let me talk about some other beers that are interesting beers. And John, I need you to try this first one if you haven't tried it already, because this is a polarizing experience to say the least. And this is from New Belgium, and it's their Hemperer Hemp Pale L. Have you had this beer, John? I have not. Okay. Um, I need you to go get a bottle of it. Don't please don't buy a six pack. Try to find a bottle of it if you can or get well, it on draft. Like I mentioned, yeah. I gotta go to Columbus to get to a place so I can do singles. No, so no, Columbus is probably like no, Columbus is like not gonna happen. Twenty miles from you. You can go to Columbus. Go to Columbus <sighs> and get this time that I gotta go over to Columbus. It's okay, you can grab a uh, a keg of some good beer out there, you know, too. Ah, Columbus stuff I can have <laughs> brought out to me i don't have to drive like i need to cincinnati for some okay stuff, so. well never mind then maybe someone else can share a bottle that they buy a six-pack and they regret it immediately but let me tell you something i'm all i am not against hemp i'm not against marijuana i'm not against any of that stuff but i am against it in my edibles <laughs> and my beer because holy smokes this is dank ass beer that literally smells and tastes 
exactly like wet marijuana bud would taste and smell like if I were to eat them. I, I wouldn't know that. I wouldn't either because I've never done it. <laughs> I've But I've smelt it before. Holy smokes. This is a very specific... I mean, if... If you're going to enjoy this, you're going to really love hemp character, flavor. And uh, it's so strong that literally my wife, who I'm not going to say that, you know, she's partaken in the, uh, you know, the bud in the past. She couldn't even drink this stuff because it was too strong for her. So I'm just going to say that this is something that everyone should experience, but don't buy a six-pack unless you really like the flavor of wet hemp bud, buddy, dank, you know, smell and taste. It's so strong. Uh, I But, you know, she took one sip and spit it out. I drank the whole bottle. I, luckily, I only bought one bottle. Uh, I finished the whole thing, but she couldn't even take one sip without it being uh, a little bit too much for her to handle. So I, I just want to talk. I know I noticed that uh, today, Kyle Lilly, our Kyle in Ohio, our buddy from, um, I forgot the name of the damn town already. Pleasant Mount Vernon. Mount Vernon. There you go. Thank you. Man, <laughs> I'm, I'm having a little bit of a a, a mental block, uh, alcohol block there. But yeah, uh, he had it today, and he um, also says that yeah, this is very dank, very uh, hemp you know, worthy. So if you like hemp, go for it. But if you're not a big hemp fan, maybe stay away from this one. The, the Hemper, Hemp Pale L. All right, so I get out of three cap rating. So I still gave it a three because it wasn't a bad beer. It just wasn't what I like, but I thought they did a good job for what it was. Um, the beer that I really was disappointed in, I know this is noteworthy beers, but hey, we, we're, we're low on content this week, so let's go ahead and just talk about a beer that that was yeah. very disappointing. I don't have much to do, so I'm just going to shit on something. Yeah, that yeah. That's not too bad. Um, <laughs> but I wasn't the only one that was disappointed in this beer. So uh, Breckenridge, Breckenridge Brewery out of Colorado, they haven't uh, distributed in Idaho before. They're now distributing in Idaho, mainly because they were sold. You know, they sold out last year. So I'm guessing now that they're starting to get beer distributed, uh, in, you know, wherever the big beer distributes that, and they had so their, they they weren't in Idaho. No, nope, they so weren't in Idaho. Went to Washington because so we had them in Washington. Yeah, they had them in Washington. They had them in California. They had all around Idaho, but not in Idaho. So right now is the first time that we've ever had them in the state. And I saw they had the Breckenridge Nitro Orange Cream Ale. In 16-ounce cans, four-packs. Uh, a four-pack of this nitro-charged 16-ounce can for like 11 or 12 bucks. And my wife, I love her dearly, she said, oh, that sounds good. Let's grab it. I said, let's grab a four-pack. Okay, so we grabbed a four-pack. We opened it up. She took one sip and then said, nope, I'm not doing this. It literally has zero flavor. It is like the least amount of flavor for a cream ale that I've ever had, and it has orange in it, supposedly. Um, very, very disappointing. For one thing, the nitrogen charge capsule they have in the can, no matter, I drank four cans of this. It's gone now. I drank it all because I just want to get rid of it. It, uh, 
it doesn't really charge the beer very well. The beer comes out flat. It comes out, it comes out a little bit creamy, but it has zero, like almost no flavor of the orange that it's supposed to have. The orange cream ale, no orange, and even the cream ale itself is very low flavored, like like no flavor, no, no, no flavor. And uh, and that nitrogen charge even makes it flavorless even more. So let me tell you what. Don't waste your money on the Breckenridge Nitro Orange Cream Ale unless you like flavorless beer. So if people don't like beer, give them this beer. It doesn't taste like beer. It tastes like, I don't know, lightly carbonated dirt water, dirty dish water <laughs> for the most part. Have you had this beer, John? No, you I know? haven't had this one. Okay. Either. I'm not sure I get Breckenridge now. I'd have okay. to go seek that out and see if I do or not. But. Okay. Okay. I, I was kind to it on untapped. I only gave it a 2.75 uh, because I did drink all four cans. If I couldn't drink it at all, I would have gave it a lower score. But um, don't be, I mean, I don't know. It's just not that great of a beer. So don't waste your time. There's other, there's other orange cream ales that are much better. In fact, my wife, today we went to the co-op, and specifically she wanted she, the Belching Beavers Orange Vanilla Cream Ale is supposed to supposed to have been out last earlier, you know, early in the, the month of July, and we haven't seen it yet. And they're saying it's supposed to come soon, so we go every week to go find that beer, and it still hasn't come out. Now, that beer is really good. And so if you really want a very well-done Orange Vanilla Cream L, then the Belching Beaver one is really good. Okay, that's a PSA for me. All right, now it's time for the Brew Buzz segment. It's devoted to discussing various beer-related topics, and this week we are going to discuss an article from craftbeer.com titled Return of the Rattler. Eight Rattlers to cool off with this summer. And this article was by Tyra Sutak. And this is a, I mean, Rattlers... We talked about beer blends, I guess, or beer mixers, or things that are that that add things to beer. I guess it's beer mixers, right, John? You kind of mix one thing with a beer. Yeah, yeah. Pseudo beer cocktail. Pseudo beer, yeah, beer cocktails. We talked about like episode ten. If you want to go back to episode ten, we talk about a, a lot of different beer cocktails, beer blends, beer mix, beer mixers. And uh, we talk about a little bit of the Rattler, a little bit of Shandy. So if you want to learn about these types of beers, hey, go back and listen to episode 10. We get a little bit more detail. But let's just get into this article. And, John, I'll read, I'll read the, the intro to the article, and then we'll go in and we'll go ahead and talk about each of the eight beers that they mentioned in the article. And I've had a couple of these. I'll be curious to find out if you've had any of these yourself and what you think. And then I list... A few more Rattlers at the end that aren't mentioned in the article, but are worth people going out and trying if they can find. So let me start this article off. Um, it starts off with, thanks to a thirst-quenching combination of beer and lemonade or other light-bodied non-alcoholic beverages, Rattler beers are one of the most refreshing alcoholic beverages to cool off with during the warm summer months. Uh, in German, Radler translates to cyclist, 
And the story goes that an unexpected mass of cyclists are what inspired Franz Xavier Kugler to come up with the drinkable concoction at his inn just outside of Munich in 1922. So this whole Rattler type beer cocktail was kind of invented, supposedly. Now, this is a story. I don't know if it's true, how much true it is, but was kind of invented in 1922 by some guy who needed to expand the amount of beer he had available to his inn. So let's go ahead and, and continue on here. He says, faced with more cyclists than beer, the quick-thinking inn owner mixed up a 50-50 combination of a Hellas lager and lemon soda to stretch his beer supply further, and the rest is history. So this guy knew he was going to run out of beer for you know to satisfy all these cyclists coming in through town, so he went ahead and split his beer that he had half and half with a lemon soda mixture and came up with this Radler cocktail. So today, the modern take on this European classic often includes grapefruit instead of lemon and fruit puree in place of soda. But one thing remains the same, the cycling community and craft beer lovers are still looking for a refreshing, low ABV beer to sip on in the summer. And these pro Rattler breweries are happy to oblige. So they list eight different Rattlers that you guys can find out right now, find right now out in the, in the wild that are really great summer Rattlers to take the bite off of that heat uh, right now. So John, why don't you start off with the first one? All right. So first off, we have from Great Divide Brewing Company, their Rody Grapefruit Rattler. Mm. And uh, so when the owner of the brewery is as big of an avid cyclist as Great Divide's owner and founder, Brian Dunn, there's bound to be a Rattler on the beer menu. A leader in the modern Rattler beer revolution, Dunn and his team are brewing up this easy-drinking ale with grapefruit puree and serving these slightly tart but <clears throat> oh-so-refreshing drink in 12-ounce cans, perfect for stashing in a bike pack to crack open and celebrate with after a grueling ride. Yeah. Have you had that one, John? No. Okay. Um, I haven't had this either, but I've had a number. I, I think this one is actually available in my area because a couple of the guys, people I follow on Untapped here locally have had it. So um, I'm kind of bummed that I haven't tried this one myself because I do enjoy a good Rattler and I do try to pick them up just to try them as they come into town. So uh, yeah, this one out of Colorado, Denver, Colorado. You guys should try that one. Well, I'm going to talk about the next one. It's uh, from Boulevard Brewing. We've talked about Boulevard uh, from uh, Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, this is their Ginger Lemon Rattler, and I've actually had this one. Uh, the use of lemons in Rattlers dates back to the beginning, but Boulevard Brewing is putting their own zesty twist on the drink by adding ginger to the party. The citrusy and slightly spicy one-two punch makes this low 4.1% ABV beer go-to in Kansas City and beyond. Since releasing the seasonal beer in cans in 2015, Boulevard has gone to add variations of the Rattler to their lineup, like the Tangy... Tangy? Tang, how do you say that? Tangy? Tangy. Tangy. Yeah, tangy. don't emphasize the G. Yeah. Tangy. Tangy. Tangy Cranberry and Orange Rattler made with the juice of blood oranges both are currently available in cans at Boulevard Accounts nationwide. So this is a beer I have had, and I'll tell you what, 
as far as American U.S. made Rattlers, this by far is my favorite U.S. Rattler that is made. Uh, it had, now again, if you are not a fan of ginger, then this beer or Rattler may not, you know, meet your fancy. You may not like it very much because it does have a very strong ginger spiciness to it, but I love ginger. And this beer is fantastic. I really enjoyed this beer. John, have you had a chance to try this beer? No. Oh, my gosh. Have you had any Rattlers? Yes. Okay. Okay, good. So there might be a chance you still might uh, uh, have some some say on some of these Rattlers that we had. Maybe. Okay. You never know. Well, let's go to the next one. All right. So up next, uh, from Wisconsin Brewing Company out of Verona, Wisconsin, we have the... uh, Refresh, rather. It's <laughs> like re- reply or regarding. Yeah, regarding. Yeah. Fresh. Yeah. But uh, not only is Wisconsin Brewing Company's Refresh Rather full of bright citrusy flavors, it's made with 100% Wisconsin mm. ingredients. So the brewery uses grapefruit soda and a classic lager to create one heck of a juicy and flavorful combination. A beer this refreshing tends to disappear pretty quickly, which is why the smart folks at Wisconsin Brewing Company are packaging it in 16-ounce cans. Yeah. Dang. I need to I need to try that one. I haven't had that one. You probably haven't either, have you, John? Nope. But it sounds great. I think, again, we already mentioned that, uh, you know, grapefruit is a, is a great uh, option to put in these Rattlers. So, yeah, go try that one. All right. The next one is, uh, I, liked, I like this name. SPF 5050. <laughs> that makes me laugh. The SPF. 5050. I'm so glad. It's the little things in life that keep you going. <laughs> no, I like that. I like that name because it's kind of cute. So it's the FPF 5050 India Pale L Rattler. Now, this is very unique because I've never heard. I mean, so the base this, style is usually. This to me makes sense, though. Because like so many IPAs now are going like super citrus or uh-huh. super like tropical, which just lends its hand right to yeah. doing a rather. I yeah. mean, as opposed to like a super piney, you know, IPA. Yeah. Like obviously that wouldn't no go well. But uh, no, I mean this makes sense to me. Yeah, it makes sense, and it's it's the first one I've heard of because typically Rattlers are. I mean, if it's a German Rattler, it's going to be a Hellas Lager base with some kind of a lemon or grapefruit or some kind of a citrusy soda uh, mixture. And then if you have, there's a, there's another one that was a, a, Hef, a Hefeweizen and, and citrus is another style. I forget where that came from, but this is the first time I've heard of an, of an IPA being the base style, but you're right, John, this thing works. And this is from, I didn't even say the brewery. It's from Red Hair Brewing out of Marietta, Georgia. I had never heard of this brewery, but I'm very intrigued by this beer. Let's, let's talk about it a little bit. It says, Red Hair Brewing Company's modern take on a traditional Rattler involves mixing their house-made grapefruit soda with the brewery's Gangway IPA, a stretch from the typical lagers and light body ales that are commonly used to make the drink. The final product? A refreshing Rattler with a big hop profile that is perfect for IPA fans who can't quite decide which bi- which beer style to quench their thirst with on a hot summer afternoon. I agree. That 
sounds fantastic, and I want to try this beer. So I might have to go to Marietta, Georgia, just to try this Rattler. How about you, you might. John? Yeah, you, you're not going to go down there? Uh, no. Okay. No. All right. Well, why don't you go to... I, I try to not be where you are. All right. All right. Why don't you go to Longmont, Colorado, then? All right. Fine. I'll go to Longmont, Colorado, <laughs> and visit the Left Hand Brewing Company with their Peach Beerlini uh, Rattler. So uh, Left Hand Brewing Company has been cranking out some new beers to kick off 2018, including a Peach Beerlini Rattler, which is an easy-drinking effervescent ale made with peach nectar. 4.1% ABV and only 8 IBUs, the Peach Beerlini is not only drinkable, it's packaged in 12-ounce cans and portable enough to tow along on one of the long list of outdoor adventures to be had in the brewery's home state of Colorado. <laughs> so um, I'm assuming that's a Berliner Weiss with some peach nectar in there? Is, it didn't really say what the base style was. Uh, well, no, I think it's a play on a Bellini, yeah. which is a peach and uh, I believe champagne. Yeah, like uh, champagne. Yeah. yeah, rather than a Berliner I think it's well, no, but I was thinking that maybe the base style might be a Berliner Weiss. I think. You don't no. think so? Okay. That's silly. That's not silly. <laughs> That's not silly because wait till later, I w- there is a Berliner Weiss that is the base. So Yeah, I just, I think you're overthinking the the Berlini part. Okay. I think, I think it's just probably something super easy to drink, light. I mean, I could be wrong, but I feel like that'd probably be mentioned. Maybe. Okay. No problem. We're not going to argue. I don't no. know. I don't. We're know not because... moving on until this is solved. No, no, we're moving on because the next beer from Victory Brewing Company out of Downington, Pennsylvania, is the Cage Rattler. This is one you pretty much can get in a lot of states. So if you haven't had this one, I've had this one. Another good Rattler it says, "For a brewery inspired by German brewing traditions, it's easy to see how a Rattler ended up on the menu at Victory Brewing." The Pennsylvania-based brewery combines a crisp lager with sparkling lemon soda to create an extremely drinkable beverage with a hint of maltiness that balances out the citrusy lemon flavors that make this a classic summer beer. And I will have to admit that this that's exactly what this is. There is a nice lemon zest to this Rattler that just is really refreshing and really tasty. I Another. This is a, this is a really good rattler that if you can find, you should try it. Have you tried this one, John? Nope. Come on, man. You're striking out. I'm living to disappoint you okay. so far in this one. All right. Well, maybe the next one you've tried. Maybe because it's from Portland, Oregon. <laughs> I used to live near there. <laughs> and uh, it's from Hopworks Urban Brewery, or the Hub, as you'll see on the cans. Yeah. But uh, it's the organic, totally rather lemon. At just 2.6% ABV, Hopworks Urban Brewery's Totally Rather Lemon is like sipping on sweet sunshine. Mm. Equal parts organic lemon soda and the brewery's traditional organic hub pilsner. Uh, This rather beer gets its slightly sweet flavors from honey, which balances out the tart citrus notes and subdued hop profile nicely. Nice. Yeah. Have you had that one? No. Okay. I haven't either. This is I think this is a new beer from them because... I haven't seen this one, and we do get hub in the area. But if I see this, I will grab it because it sounds tasty to me, for sure. All right. Well, why don't, are you going to go back out to Longmont? Because I was there. It was nice out there. Yeah, yeah. Are you going to go? Well, I want to I make sure we do a meetup, 
And uh, so it's close to me. If you're already out there, I'm going to go to Longmont myself, and uh, we're going to drink some beer together. We're going to go to Whidbey Brewing Company and have their Light Shine Rattler. And uh, this is, uh, it says, it's it's all lagers all the time. Visitors can't get enough of Whidbey's Light Shine Rattler, which is the Light Shine Hellless combined with a splash of house-made raspberry lemonade. Wow. Raspberry lemonade. That sounds pretty tasty there with the Hell's Lager. The crisp and easy-drinking Rattler is available on draft and in cans and pairs perfectly with the patio weather. John, let's go to Longmont. All right, if you're going to twist my arm. Yeah, yeah, it sounds good. I, I need some Rattlers right now. I'm hot. I'm sweaty. Uh, sticky. I need something to refresh me for sure. Okay, John, I listed. Now, if you have other rattlers that you want to talk about, feel free to. Uh, are you even convinced I've actually had one yet? I know because you haven't had any of the top eight. I've had two <laughs> of those eight that they mentioned and you haven't had any. So no, I haven't had any of those. All right. So, so I list a couple ones that I think are noteworthy. So why don't you go ahead and hit us up with the first one that I listed there. All right. First one from Stiegel. Yeah. In Austria. Uh, rather grapefruit natrotrobe. Mm. At 2.5%, 6 IBU, super easy drinking. And just said if you mix it with an IPA, it is really good. Yeah. Have you had and that I'll one? tell you, I have not had that oh. one. <laughs> oh, my gosh, John. But the, the rather I have had was from Stiegel. Oh. Just a like, standard rather, and I had it at Stiegel. Oh. So um, straight from the source. That was my first exposure to the Rattler. And we were, uh, Kristen and I went and visited there. They have a great facility and a great uh, little tour and everything to do there. I, I recommend going there if mm. you're out in the area. Um, but uh, yeah, we were a little skeptical. Like, eh, we're, we're over here. Like, why would we get something that's like, you know, what we thought would be just like watered down. Like, let's just get the real good beer, you know. And uh, no, the getting the getting the Rattler was delicious. So, <laughs> I, Yeah, I've had uh, that Rattler in cans and I've had it on draft. And both experiences have been fantastic. It is, it's amazing that this Rattler is not like the top rated Rattler ever because I gave this Rattler a five. Because it is so easy to drink and so good and refreshing. And it's that way both with the can or if you have it on draft. Both ways is fantastic. So I had to put this top of the list because this is one of my favorites. And if and you can get it in a lot of areas around the nation. So if you can, I mean, I'm sure that you can find it in your local bottle shop if you have one for sure. It's really good. Uh, and the grapefruit. I like the grapefruit character and but i haven't tried it in ipa i i had a uh, a follower on untapped that said this is good i give it a, a a complete like one cap higher rating uh in an ipa because they said they you mix it with an ipa and it's even better so i, I need to try that for sure okay the next beer next rather i want to mention is a personal favorite of mine and this is an easy drinking Radler from Tin Barrel Brewing, and it's called the Swill, and it's a 4.5% 4 IBU beer Radler, 
the base style, John, guess what? It's a Berliner Weiss base style. What? And, yes. And it is it says it's has various layers of lemon added. And I'm guessing it's like lemonade, lemon different 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 types of lemon that makes this thing super easy and refreshing and delicious that you know, I'll buy this thing by the six pack and I will drink it like like uh, the nectars of the gods. It's really good. So if you can find Timberl Swill out in your area, I recommend trying it. So I have had this one. Oh. And I thought I had had this one, so I was looking it up. Yeah. And uh, it actually says no longer in production on Untapped. It it does, but I have seen people lo- I, logging into it. So I think yeah, it is. I don't know if they're just doing like because uh, th- there are a bunch of variations on there as well, so I don't know if they're. It's more. It's not out in bottles anymore or cans anymore, but maybe they're doing it at the pubs. Yeah, yeah. It's probably on the pubs. So. Uh, it's it's here locally at the Timberill Pub downtown every summer. It's on tap. So, so maybe they just stop pushing it out and in packaging. Okay, okay. Come to Boise and uh, try some swill if you want to yeah, have a good rattler. Tell Denny and he'll buy it for you. I, I will. Hey. I'm not against that. All right, John, you want to hit up this one you that that is a you probably never heard of, but uh, I, that I've had the Matsuma Tepache Rattler. Yeah. Tepache. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, Tepache. Four percent Belgian style wheat ale blended with bright pineapple, rich cinnamon, and Reverend Nat's Tepache cider. Yeah, yeah. So this is a collaboration actually between uh, Portland's own Reverend Nat's cider company and mazama i don't know i think they're out of california i think if i'm not mistaken or maybe they're oregon i can't remember but uh i've had this beer and it's really good it's pineapple it's a pineapple rattler and they're out of corvallis oregon oh corvallis okay so they're all about those beavers yeah <laughs> the damn beavers damn it but uh this is actually really good and again a unique beer style with the belgian wheat ale not a traditional Rattler style. And they're throwing in this pineapple cider, which is really good, but it does come across a little bit sweeter than most of the Rattlers. So if, if you if you don't like sweet things, you might stay clear of this. But um, I had this, and it was really good. I don't know if it's produced every year or if it was a one-time thing, but if you find it, try it. Yeah, I recommend it for sure. Okay, another, I don't know if they're from Germany or Austria. It's the Radeberger Schaffer Hoffer Grapefruit Rattler. I don't even know if I said that right. But uh, I've had this beer, and it's another really good one. And this is a 2.5% ABV uh, Rattler, and it's using a base of a Hefeweizen with grapefruit juice. And that's an... Now, I know that uh, Rattlers are either like a, a lager base or a Hefeweizen base. I've, you know, I've had both. Um, I appreciate both for what they are. And this is a, another solid Rattler from a, a German. I, oh, yeah, they're from Frankfurt, Germany, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it is German. Yeah, it's German. Yeah, so. I just, all of a sudden out of my head, I just remembered it was from Frankfurt. Don't ask me why I remember that, but it just popped in my head. But uh, well, it's not, not Frankfurt, it's Dresden. Is it Dresden? Yes. It's not Frankfurt? Damn it. I was, hey. Well, it's actually Radeberg, 
um, which is near Dresden. Okay. Okay. So it's okay. It was I was close. I was in the right continent at least. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I would have at least had a kind of country. I mean, you. <laughs> well, I did say Germany, but for some reason you, you did hedge with austria so yeah i guess you can't we, we will say continent you yeah, were I'll say continent. you were continent yeah yeah i'll say kind but hey that's another really good rattler um you know if you want to try something from overseas that's a good one to try i i enjoy that one yeah and it, at your age i mean it's the first time you're happy to be in continent <laughs> yeah. Damn. that's harsh man <laughs> yeah. sorry i mean I, this is what happens when i'm not doing beer yeah yeah <laughs> yeah pour another one pour another shot for <laughs> for the road all right why don't you talk about the last one which i've already mentioned in a couple episodes ago yeah, so two episodes episode. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> there we go. That went straight out of the not beer uh, section. Two episodes ago, you mentioned the Owl's Brew. That's my jam. Uh, yeah. 3.8%, 10 IBU, amber ale blended with Darjeeling tea, hibiscus flour, fruit juice, and agave sugar. Yeah. Which I confirmed I could not find in my local place that I usually could find stuff. Okay, you so. got to You got to go to uh, Mount Vernon. That's where you got it. They have it there. So drive up that uh, 40 minute drive. And grab Which them. means it's probably available in my area. <laughs> Just the, the one place that I looked for it didn't have it. Okay. okay. So, hey, it is good. Um, there's also another Rattler style. Well, I mean, most of the stuff they do is Shandy Rattler styles anyway. But there's another one called the Golden Rattler, I think. Golden something. Uh, from the same thing, and and that's supposed to have a pretty high rating too for a really good rattler. So, hey, if you want to try some, you know, beer blended uh, summer drinks uh, th- with tea, then this Owl's Brew is something that that I can personally speak to that I really enjoyed. So go ahead and try it. It, it might be uh, refreshing uh, for you too. Okay, John, do you have any other rattlers you want to? Mention before we close the segment? No. The Stiegel Rattler and the Swill, I think, is all I've ever had. Okay. So well at least you had two. I'm I feel I'm proud of you. Um I've had all the ones I mentioned on the uh other rattlers. Uh plus I had the two the 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 cage rattler and the um ginger lemon rattler, which I would say that the ginger lemon rattler is like my like I said, my favorite American brewed rattler is that one. So go try well, it. It's fantastic. Yeah, and ginger and lemon is just a great combination yeah, yeah. to start with. So as long as you don't get one of those out of whack, you're probably pretty good. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff for sure. Okay, John. Hey, let's close this episode out. I know it's going to be a little bit short for our friends that like longer episodes, but, hey, we're recording two in one night. So, we hey, be grateful you we actually got a show out. But John, who would you like to raise a glass to tonight? Um, so I, I opened the show, I met my nephew today, and I'm going to close it raising a glass to my son, Charlie, who today rode his bike without training wheels for the first time Ooh. and uh, was a rock star. Like, didn't fall, just like, was like, oh, yeah, whatever. I don't have training wheels. I'm just going to ride. I'm like, well, that's awesome. <laughs> so it doesn't need to be, like, helped push, doesn't need anything. He can just go. Nice. So, uh, yeah, I'm just being super sappy this episode. So, you know, that's awesome, John. Hey, I, you know what? I'm going to raise my glass to, I'm assuming Charlie. 
No, it's actually Benny's Leapfrog Charlie. <laughs> I raised no, my glass right. to Ben. You're right. It's, it's Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Charlie, because uh, that's a great accomplishment, just to get on a bike and start riding without training wheels and everything. That's fantastic. Cheers to you, Charlie. I know it doesn't seem like a big accomplishment right now, but it is. because I. Oh, it is to him. Uh, he, we took him down to, or Kristen took him down on the bike path um, while I was doing some weeding here at the house. And uh, she said he stopped everyone that was passing. I was like, I'm riding my bike without training wheels for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then it would just keep on going. But he would make sure that everybody knew what he was doing. So he's super stoked about it. That's awesome. That's awesome. And you know what? Hey, I'm glad that he is so friendly to everyone. Um, I mean, it's cool. Oh, yeah. He, he says good morning to everybody Like that's walking on the sidewalk in front of our house <laughs> like in the morning when they're about to go out to the to daycare and everything but yeah he there is no stranger danger without children children so yeah yeah you know. <laughs> well at least you're in a small town that hopefully it'll be okay it'll be fine yeah all right well you know what i don't i just want to do a toast to uh all our great listeners out there thank you for continuing to download and uh, thank you for uh you know for crashing our servers and forcing us to go to a new server uh Hey, without you guys listening, you know, why would John and I do this? It's great. We really appreciate it. So cheers to all you guys out there listening and learning something from us. And, of course, to all the military men and women out there serving to protect our freedoms, I raise my glass to you. Cheers. Come back safely to your family soon. And, uh, again, once again, we're ending our, uh, our uh, I don't know, our relationship or our our sponsorship with Hopcloth, but um, they've been a great sponsor, providing us with some fantastic shirts to give away to our listeners. And I just want to raise my glass to them. They provide some great apparel, uh, and you can find them at hopcloth.com. Uh, check out their Creative Craft Beer clothing line, and of course, use Tap to Craft, all one word, Tap to Craft, to check out for free shipping. And you can find the beers, and the articles that we mentioned on the show in the show notes posted at openformreal.com. And if you'd like to follow us on social media, I can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and untapped at Loose Screw. And John, how can our listeners follow you? On Twitter at Prime Brewing, untapped Prime WA for all the hot paps talk. <laughs> and uh, you can follow the brewery, Trek Brewing, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Trek Brewing, or visit the website trekbeer.com. All right. It is last call. It's time to bring the show to a close. We want to thank all of you for downloading and listening. We ask you to please tell a friend and, of course, subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or TuneIn or Google Play or however you listen to your podcast. And as a reminder, we release a new show every two weeks. Now go out there and spread the good word of craft beer. Cheers. All right, All right can, we, can we have some real talk for a second? Sure. All right. So I put in a lot of work putting together these episodes and like pulling everything together, doing the whole outline, <laughs> everything like that. And then it really bugs me that you can't even create your own like toast to people. Like yeah. all you do is copy mine. Yeah. So like, what are you doing here? Uh, hey. So, like, <sighs> I, I'm just a slacker, man. <laughs> 
I just got to rely off of your toast because you're so awesome at toasting people. Uh, if, yeah. If I hadn't been drinking all day, I might have been able to prepare at least one name. But I'll remember, like, after I'm editing, I'm like, oh, crap, I should have mentioned so-and-so. But 